The reason that our country is in the mess that it is in today is not because of the Republicans, it's not because of the Democrats. Let me tell you this, it's because of lame Christians. There is a reproach that comes with being a follower of Christ. We in America have tried to reshape the whole church so that it's palatable and likable in the culture. A church that is accepted well with the culture is usually not accepted well with Christ. The church is a fortress, and a fortress is strength. A fortress is might. Not only a center of defense, but a place of strategic planning and offense. Our God does not expect us to wait for the darkness to enclose around us. He expects us to take up His banner and fight the darkness with His light. You want to know what the biggest problem with America is? The wolf is this country. Gave in. Gave in to public pressure. Gave in to political correctness. One of the greatest curses this country has ever had to deal with is political correctness. Preparing the Christian to shine the light against the darkness of this world. Welcome to Our Mighty Fortress Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Miller, and welcome to the show. We have a very encouraging subject to cover today, but first, please go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button on the podcast platform which you're listening to us upon. We have a lot of social media platforms with all sorts of material that you can listen to and read, like our Facebook page. Our, it's growing more and more every day, as well as our YouTube channel. You can find the Facebook page at, at Mighty Fortress 313 and you can find the YouTube channel. Just type in Our Mighty Fortress Podcast. If you put in just Our Mighty Fortress, you're going to have the gospel hymn come up. So make sure you add the podcast at the end. You'll be able to find it. Go ahead and hit that subscribe and notification bell. It sure helps the channel grow. Of course, you can take a look at our website, OurMightyFortress.com. We've got all the articles and videos and even a link to our merch store there where you can help support the work. Of course, if you do feel so motivated to donate to the work that we do here, feel free to do so through our website and our established PayPal link. Of course, if we've helped you in some way through our work, we'd love to hear about it. Please tell us at OurMightyFortress at gmail.com. We go through the emails every now and again, and we'll be able to read it. By following and supporting the podcast, you let me know that you care about the subjects that we discuss. Today, I want to talk about the power of a positive outlook on life. This is very important because there were really only two outcomes to the choices that we make about any given situation that may arise in our life. Now, you could maybe break that down to more than two, but I would say it really funnels into two uh, categories. It can either be a positive or a negative outlook. And it can even drastically, drastically affect one's physical and mental health. This is a definite truth. There are many biblical lessons that we can learn from this, and I don't think there's such thing as a godly pessimist. <laughs> Pessimism is looking at life very negatively. Jesus Christ wants us to be filled with joy, not only of our salvation, but of the life that he's given us. Let's analyze the differences between potential choices when things in life don't necessarily go our way. We're going to see the potential outcomes of which could bring about a better spirit within us as well. In the end, I hope that this is a tremendous blessing in your life struggles and your daily goings. With that introduction, 
Let's get right into this. The human brain is absolutely amazing. The brain also confounds scientists and what they think about the organ in our head and what makes something conscious or living or the capability to think and ration and reason it's very complicated because we are more than just our brain now of course this confounds secular science and though science doesn't understand what makes life god tells us that he's given us the breath of life, or in Hebrew, it's called the nefesh, or soul, that makes us alive and conscious of the world around us. This separates us from the animals, because the animals do have the nefesh, or the breath of life as well, but it's not the same as what man was given, because we are made in the image of God. Our ability to ration, think, and have uh, deeper emotions, that's a part of the image of God. Now, our mind has quite the influence over the functions of our body in not only the simple controls, but also how our emotions impact all of its functions. Now, this is very interesting because when you think about it, you can actually will yourself to die. It sounds very strange and it almost seems like, how do you do that? But I actually, I've actually known people who have, who have done that. And a, a more common example could be a married couple that, you know, they've been married for decades and they're already older and the grief of having that loved one gone can be overbearing or just in missing the other person. And they just want to die and they literally just shut their body down. How that's even possible. I, I don't even know. Of course, science doesn't necessarily understand that either, but that's how much emotions and how you view things can drastically change and affect your body. There is a lot documented as to how emotions can either positively or negatively affect our bodies. For instance, when a person is depressed, the body goes through many changes and the mind descends toward a dark outcome. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, depression is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States at over 48,000 lives lost. It is a leading cause of death between the ages of 10 and 34. Now that's absolutely staggering when you think about how many people are willing to take their own lives. Of course, the difference between men and women uh, actually succeeding in suicide obviously is different because men tend towards more violent means where women tend towards less violent means. And of course, sometimes those less violent means can uh, prolong suffering, uh, whether it's drugs or whatever else. Now, anxiety is another common physical response that can lead or cause negative reactions in the body. Another medical site called Healthline states that anxiety can cause headaches, irritability, upset stomach, extreme fatigue, high blood pressure, muscle aches, and even lead right into depression, which then you get a whole bunch of other um, issues that come with it. There's so much to be studied about the effects of the mind upon the body. One thing we do know for sure 
is that no matter what cultural background or socioeconomic status that you come from, how much we react is a matter of perspective. How you see the world will drastically affect your body and soul. It can either cause you to descend or ascend in your health. The old adage is whether you see the glass being half full or half empty, right? I fully believe now, more than ever, there's some serious truth to that. We're not only just created as machines that operate all the same way. Now, I don't believe that we're all individually unique as some infinite number of personalities. What makes you in your life experiences and background and that type of thing can be quite unique in, in a way. But personalities are all not individually unique. There's not an infinite amount of them. We often tend to find people who are just like us and people who are directly opposite of us, etc. There are also certain categories of thinking and brain processing that we fit into as human beings. Knowing what category you fall into can kind of understand why or help you understand why you feel the way that you do at times and it allows you to be able to help make certain adjustments we often meet people who are like us and thinking and personality and those who are opposite but the point of understanding is that how we how we can be able to deal with life's situations when they arise having a positive outlook in life is an individual choice that must be made no matter what kind of personality that you have. On the opposite side of the spectrum is being a pessimist. Pessimism is looking at life in a consistently negative way. There's no good outcome that can come of something. That's how that perspective would go. Well, a Christian cannot be godly and have the mind of Christ with that kind of outlook. I mean, that's for sure. God is not okay with us having a negative outlook in life because, one, that's not a very good witness for the gospel's sake. And also, it's not reflective of God's character. So, those two don't walk hand in hand. But look, most people aren't like that, though. And outlooks can change depending upon how the day goes. Our mind and heart can be affected if we're not walking in the spirit that day. We're capable of any response if we're walking in the flesh. Look, being positive is a learned trait, and it doesn't always happen naturally. Your first response when something negative happens is not, oh, wow, look at this wonderful thing that happened to me. <laughs> well, you know, I guess you could say that in a very sarcastic fashion, but you're not going to mean it, right? God says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, quote, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love in a sound mind. End quote. This is important because if you're a born again child of God, then that means that we have a choice in the matter of fear. Fear of what? Fear of life and any of the events that occurred that could occur during it. You cannot make the budget uh, for your monthly bills. You know, that fear can rise up within us. You get a call from the doctor about your health and something that's adversely affecting it. Fear rises up. If something doesn't go according to your original plan, 
the temptation is still to fear. Whether it's depression, anxiety, panic attacks, or even just a bad attitude, fear is the root of the issue. Now, I won't dig down too deep with that. We do deal a lot more with handling fear in podcast number eight. So feel free to check that one out. Without God, fear does make sense, as we don't know what to do with the issue at hand. An unbeliever doesn't have the assurance and hope like a Christian can, a Christian can have. With God, we know he says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, quote, And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose, end quote. If your tire goes flat on the freeway and you're a child of God, how should you respond? Does that event absolutely ruin your day and you have a sour attitude with all the people around you? I often wonder if the events that happen in my life were used for a certain purpose. Sometimes you get to know and sometimes you don't. But I like to know more specifically to what end. For instance... Did that flat tire that God allowed you to have specifically save you from a tragic accident ahead? Maybe. You could have also had a divine appointment with a tow truck driver who was going to be coming to help you with your vehicle. But also, just so happens, God appointed to be struggling with his marriage. But then you say, showed him the love of God. He hears the gospel. He gets saved. And now his marriage is renewed. Divine appointment through your flat tire? Wow, that's powerful. I often wonder about how much God probably protects us on an everyday basis, and we don't generally think about it. But think about it like this, is that how much do we actually trust in humanity to do what they're supposed to be doing, like driving the way that they should? Just on the average road, you're expecting the driver on the opposite side not to be messing with their phone or talking or being distracted and staying in their lane. I mean, they could totally just come into your into your lane and you have a head-on crash. I mean, it's amazing to me how much we actually put faith in other people every day. It's astounding to me that we're not already dead. <laughs> I can think of so many times where... God must have stepped in and saved my life, me and my family, just from certain situations it may have happened just on the freeway by itself. I'm very thankful for that. But let's go further into a tougher example. What if you got a diagnosis that you have cancer or something similar? Was it, is it going to be all about you or is it going to be about others? What do I mean? How many doctors, nurses, or staff at the hospital would you meet and you could share the love of God with that you would not have met otherwise? This is actually based upon a true story. This happened with a Christian who had a particular physical issue. I don't remember the specific issue, but they had to go to the hospital and they met a nurse who, after a little bit of small talk, who just had an emotional breakdown in front of her. She admitted that she contemplated suicide the night before. Well, this Christian lady showed the love of God with her, and this nurse got saved, and God renews her life through Christ. Now, it's hard on our conscience to think this way because we're naturally selfish. 
But if that Christian had never gotten cancer or the like, she would have never met that nurse and who knows what would have happened. I do an interesting podcast about suffering for our benefit and the benefit of others in podcast number six titled With a Purpose. You can check that one out as well. It'll definitely enlighten you to maybe rethink some of the situations that happen in your life. Now, even with my previous example, even if you decide to get upset and throw a fit or a temper tantrum or whatever, is it really going to change anything? You devote all that energy to having a fit. Does it change anything? It doesn't. We should view the events that transpire in our lives from an outside point of view. Though the first reaction is not that, rather it's one of selfishness found in, why is this happening to me? (laughs) That complaint, right? But remember, a pessimistic attitude is never of God, and God often rebukes those who take that point of view, even in the Bible. Now, there are times in Scripture where God has mercy and allows the person to collect themselves before advancing on, and they learn. But the greatest stories of redemption are not told about a pessimist. You have to wonder why that is. I believe we can easily put together that answer because being pessimistic in your view of life, it never ends well. Such an attitude leads to further problems that will even destroy your health. God definitely says as much in several places in scripture about the outcomes of our attitude. He says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 13, quote, A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken, end quote. Then in Proverbs 15, 15, it says, quote, All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Finally, you have Proverbs 17, verse 22, that says, quote, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. End quote. We have to strive. You have to actively pursue and strive to have a positive outlook on life. View things the way God would want you to see them. This doesn't mean you have to, you know, fake it till you make it kind of attitude. But really, we must learn to count our blessings. Much of our distress is focused on what we don't have or what's done to us. But we should look at what we've already been given. Let me paint this picture with a further example. While I was in the U.S. Marines, I had the opportunity to travel to many places in the world. When I went to some place like Australia, we went to Australia to train the Aussie army to go to Iraq with us. I saw a very, you know, Western culture, much like what we enjoy here in the United States. Oh, (laughs) by the way, kangaroos are not cute and cuddly. Those things will mess you up. (laughs) Ask me how I know. That's a story for another time. The change, though, in understanding took place when I went to Afghanistan, and I realized How blessed I was just with something like a utility like running clean water. Now, (laughs) we get so used to something like having fresh water from the tap. But imagine having to drink brown, dirty water every day. How appealing is that compared to what you have now? 
Now, I live in the L.A. area, well, the, the greater L.A. area anyways, and this, this water is borderline. But you know what? It still beats the running water, if they have it, of other nations. I mean, think about that kind of blessing. We just kind of skip that on an everyday basis. If you focus just on the event that happened in a negative manner, then it's going to lead to all the other things like anxiety, panic attacks, or worse. I mean, you can even change a positive event that happens to that happens to you uh, for something that's negative. What do I mean? You try to do something good for somebody and they reject your kindness. That can happen. How do you respond? We need to change the circumstance into a time to reflect upon the blessings of God. As the saying goes, hey, hurting people hurt people. Feel pity or mercy upon people who lash out. And if you just take that piece of advice with you right there, it will sure make your day, your week, and your month, and your years a whole lot better in that alone. Now, is doing this just being overly optimistic? Is there even such a thing? You can see the circumstance for what it is, but you don't have to let it affect your attitude. You can look at the flat tire that you just got and how you're on the side of the road and say, well, this sucks, it's not good, but at least my tire didn't blow out on the road and potentially cause a major accident. Praise the Lord. Like I said in the beginning, this is something you have to train yourself how to think because the natural reaction <laughs> is what the scripture calls a fleshly response. This, of course, leads to many more issues that <laughs> outlive your original situation. There was something that I started doing uh, several years ago, and it really helped change my attitude and my responses throughout the day, especially in dealing with people. If I'm at the grocery store or the like, and I'm at the cashier stand, and he or she asks me how my day is going, my normal response would be, I'm not starving, homeless kid in another part of the world, so I'm doing just fine. The look on their faces is about priceless, but then I go on. Now, if we look at life that way, our days would just be automatically brighter and there'd be less to complain about. Now, usually I'll get an agreement, <laughs> but sometimes I might get a frown and that about ends the conversation. I would say probably 80% is positive response. They'll be like, yeah, you know what? Thank you. I needed that. Or, you know what? You're right. There have been times where they look at me like, I don't need you right now. <laughs> I guess we're all, we, we can all tend to be there right now at different points. You know, in that brief exchange, it allows me to build a rapport with them ever so small. Sometimes they'll start a conversation, but sometimes it just opens them up. And my wife and I will generally carry gospel tracks, and that's how we'll just give them a gospel track. And you never know what that track and the Bible verses will do for them. Maybe that person will get saved. Maybe it'll re revolutionize their life, you know, but you won't know unless you do something similar. Now, you don't have to copy what I do, but it's just one way to look at situations a little bit different. And it, when something bad does happen to you, you'll, you'll just remember those types of things. It allows you to be thankful. Now, on thankfulness, thankfulness does lead to a positive attitude and your life is going to be much brighter. I can't emphasize this enough. People who are just negative and just don't have anything nice to say 
are not thankful people. Thankful people are grateful people. Life is much more brighter for them. And, well, even if they've got some things going on in their life, if they're thankful, they tackle it a completely different way. You're going to find that instead of allowing the circumstances of life to move us towards bitterness or discontentment, having a thankful and positive attitude leads to better interactions with other people, especially within our relationships and marriage. Imagine if a husband and wife could view life with eternity with Christ in perspective. Imagine the marriage of two people who are thankful and not moved to be angry or bitter with each other. Imagine a family that's not dysfunctional and they actually love each other. I know it's tough to fight the sinful nature that's inside us at times, but I do know that Christ has given us the victory over the bondage of sin. This means we have a choice in the matter and the ability to learn to make the right choices. This is very important. And having a thankful attitude and just being honest with ourselves about just living in America and the conveniences and all the things that we do throughout our day. I mean, we really have it good. What do we have to complain about, really? Complacency has led us to complain about the smallest things that don't meet our expectations. What do we honestly have to complain about? Like I said, there is so much suffering in the world and there is hardly a person here in this country that even endures anything like that. Now, we don't want to see it that way because we're selfish by nature. But that's why having a change of mind on how we react to situations really does make the difference between your health failing or succeeding. Having a changed mind in our reactions really does make a difference in our daily relations with other people. It takes practice, but anyone can learn to have a whole load taken off their shoulders by having a positive, godly outlook. I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on the podcast media. Please take a look at our website, OurMightyFortress.com, and subscribe for more updates. Stay tuned next time for more great content, and remember to find your refuge and strength in Our Mighty Fortress.